Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today we're going to talk about um, the Ten Commandments and manifestation. So, one of the Ten Commandments says, uh, what does it say? Honour thy father and mother. Only me. Thou shalt not murder. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbour. Now, that what that means is you shouldn't tell lies. Naughty, naughty you if you tell a lie. That's a very important thing to remember. Remember this, the rule. The Ten Commandments, the, if you break a Ten Commandments, you go to hell. So thou should not lie. However, marketing, on the other hand, it's okay. And romance, on the other hand, it's okay. And infatuation, it's okay. So what's the difference between a lie and romance and, and, and marketing and thing? The answer is marketing is a lie and romance is a lie. So if you take a four-column process, the emotional shower, column one is what's the benefit of the product or the thing. Column two is what's the downside of that thing. Hmm. What's the downside of the positive? Column three is what's the negative of the thing. And column four is what's the positive of the negative. To infatuate a person to buy something, such as marketing, or as to cause them to behave in a certain way, or to deliver information that will make a person feel good about themselves, which is called romance, what we do is we eliminate column two. So we say, what's the benefit of the thing? What's the positive? Column two is, what's the downside of the positive? Well, let's just ignore that for the time being and pretend that that column never existed. Then we say, what's, <clears throat> what's the negative? And then we look for what's the benefit of the negative, which is so we can be thankful for the, even for the bad things we can be thankful for and turn them into positives. So infatuation, or elation is the four column process with column two taken out of it. And that's how we sell, that's how we market, that's how we romance, and it has a massive amount to do with fertility because people get pregnant, people get pregnant when they're in a state of infatuation. Uh, after seven years, when we're with somebody, we learn to love them. We see two sides of that person. All four columns will be filled out. But after a very short period of time when we meet somebody, column one is very clear, what's good about them? What's the downside of those things? Well, let's leave that column off for now because we want to stay horny and infatuated in romance and all the beautiful things that happen in the honeymoon period. What's bad about this person? A few things might trickle in, but we will excuse it by justifying it and saying, but there's a good side to that. The seven-year itch is when we actually get all four columns filled out. And that's ironic because in a state of unconditional love, which is all four columns filled out, 
we think something's gone wrong with the relationship because we feel at one with that person and it doesn't feel attractive or romantic or elated or infatuated. So marketing is okay. Romance is wonderful. Pregnancy is essential to the development and the entirety of the universe because without that, there's no population on earth. It's all done through infatuation, pregnancy. But lying is wrong. Mm. When we deliver a product, when we ask people to do something for us, we, we create what's called the, the fab rule. Feature, advantage, benefit. Benefit is what we go to. We never talk feature. We never talk advantage. We talk benefit. But if we were to be honest about it, we would say feature, disadvantage, drawback as well. There'd be six columns, wouldn't there? Feature, advantage of that feature, the benefit of that feature. That's the positive. But then we'd have another three column. Feature, disadvantage of that feature, drawback of that feature. But we don't. And so all sales and marketing and all motivation and all convincing people to do what we want them to do, kids, uh, friends, marketing, uh, sales, whatever it is, is feature, advantage, benefit. Let's skip the last three columns. Let's lie. Let's say there is only features that have advantages that lead to benefits. Let's not deliver features that have disadvantages and that have drawback. And so we consciously break our own personal value set if we're addicted to the idea of not lying. So there are a lot of people who are in conflict when they, especially as a leader, when they've got their, their core values of being good people and being fair people and being uh, open and honest and authentic, they get challenged by the idea that they have to deliver feature advantage benefit without feature disadvantage drawback. Now, if you're looking for validation of this, listen, go back and read the work of the Buddha. The Buddha said, teach them what they want to hear, tell them what they want to hear, until they're ready to hear what you want to tell them. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you've got a group of people that you're trying to persuade to behave in a certain way, tell them what they want to hear. Don't tell them what you want them to do. Tell them what they want to hear. In other words, link into their values, link into their uh, needs, link into their thing, and therefore tell them what they want to hear. But don't tell them what you want to tell them. This means in a hierarchy of leadership, if you've got an organization, everybody from top to bottom is lying to the next layer down. So if I'm a middle manager and I'm talking to a lower management team, I can't tell them what I want to tell them. I have to tell them what they want to hear. And what they want to hear is a lie, is half truth, like Romance. What is romance? Romance is when we say to somebody, um, by the way, your hair looks good, you look young and fresh today, and uh, you're really wonderful. That's romance. The lack of romance or the antichrist or the anti-romance would be to say, your hair's all over the place, you look really tired, and I don't think you're doing very well, which is unromantic, 
will not lead to great fun in bed and it will not lead to pregnancy or, or fertility. It will lead to that person becoming sick and sick and sick because we reinforce the negative. So even in the process of healing and self-talk and manifestation, we're in the process of infatuation. Another great example of infatuation as it relates to manifestation is the word gratitude. Now, gratitude is just another word for elation and infatuation. Tell us what we want to hear till we're ready to hear what you want to tell us. There's two sides to everything. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear how I can be thankful for this thing, how, how I can be more thankful in the world. My version of thankfulness, which is the same version as everybody else's, but my version of thankfulness is to rise the tide so all boats rise, both the negative things and the positive, so we stay grateful for everything, not just the good things. But most people's gratitude, and that doesn't matter which one you choose, most people's gratitude is gratitude for what I like, gratitude for what I appreciate, gratitude for the good news in my life. And therefore, all they only rise up the good boats, the things they like, and they try to leave behind in the fog of ingratitude or the fog of darkness of night. They try to leave behind a whole bunch of stuff that they just don't want to bring with them. Therefore, gratitude for 99% of the population is another word for elation and infatuation. So, part of the manifestation process is gratitude. Gratitude, number one, for what you've got. Because gratitude for what you've got is the backdrop that stops you falling over. It's the back of the chair. And so, when your back is against the wall, means you can't fall backwards. It's it, in a metaphorical sense. That simply means that you have gratitude for what you've got. Now, gratitude for what you've got, both good and bad, that's my version. Gratitude for what you've got good, that's other people's version of gratitude. Either way, it leads to elation. It leads to enthusiasm. It leads to appreciation of the future. And that is how we take uh, uh, the, the, the manifestation process or the fertility process or the marketing process or the romantic process and deliver it to ourselves about the future. It's called positive self-talk or positive uh, reinforcement or neuro-linguistic programming or reprogramming your brain. Either way, gratitude is just another form of elation. Elation is the counterbalance to, to uh, 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 resentment. Infatuation is the counterbalance to depression. So once you get addicted to infatuation, depression is always lurking like uh, sharks underneath the water. But you, you, you keep this process going. And the way you keep this process going is to link the infatuation to your manifestation. You go, oh, I'll really be good when I do this. It'll be, I can see my vision of myself in the future standing on stage, or I can see myself in the future walking along the beach earning a million dollars a year by doing two hours work a day. I can see myself driving a Tesla car and having a great job with a great business and only turning up one or two hours a week to check in the office and make sure we see this infatuated story, elated story. In Underneath it is the risk 
of being bitten by a shark and getting depressed if it doesn't manifest. But we can't go forward in the process of manifestation unless we have some vision which infatuates us, which draws us into the future, which, which builds us. Now, my definition of infatuation and enthusiasm is gratitude for both good and bad. But it doesn't matter whether you use gratitude for bad and or gratitude for good or only one of the two. Either way, that energy builds and manifests the future. Feature, advantage, benefit. Think about Facebook. Think about the photos you put up on Facebook. Do you ever put a bad one of you? Do you ever put a, one with one of your um, boobs hanging out or a testicle dropping out your swimmers? No. All the photos are real or a piece of food between your teeth. No, they have been deleted. So we actually gravitate, even in our social media, to elation and infatuation to present a good story for the future for ourselves. So this this is tell them what they want to hear because nobody wants to see your ball hanging out or your titty off your swimmers or a piece of food between. Nobody wants to see those pictures. Tell them what they want to hear until you're ready to hear what you want to tell them. The dilemma of this is hierarchy in business and parenting. Because in a sense, that means you tell people half-truth. You know the truth, but you tell, for example, someone says, you say, we're going to have a great year next year in this company. Deep inside yourself, because you're a human being and you have to be self-aware as a human being, as a leader, you'll go, I hope so. There is an awareness that there are variables you can't control. But what you will say is, we're going to have a great year next year and we're going to hit budget. So you consciously deliver out of your mouth with a forked tongue half the truth, feature, advantage, benefit. To the people who are listening to that, they don't want to hear anything else. They don't want to hear you say, I hope so. I think so. Maybe it will be. It couldn't. It could be. It, it, it possibly won't be. They want to hear what they call certainty. Now, certainty is a really funny word because certainty for the, for the lower conscious human being is in elation or depression. So there, there are two sides to certainty for people in the, in the mass consciousness. Infatuated, this is going to happen, which is the bottom of the pyramid, or resentment, this is not going to happen. They want those two concrete opposites, and they call that certainty. But if you are a leader, you will define certainty as the unknown. You will know that certainty is where you, uh, where you know that there are two sides to that thing, some of which you can and some of which you can't control, but you know your vision and you hold that vision and then you deliver feature advantage benefit to those who are following you because they will define in their frustra certainty as elation or depression. We won't get it or we will get it. This is wrong. This is right. This is up. This is down. The people, no matter how conscious they are, will need certainty delivered in if infatuation and resentment. That's exactly how you link into their value set because you ask them what they want you to say and you tell them what they want to hear. And that's the mastery of a great keynote speaker, Simon Sinek or Matt Church or uh, Anthony Robbins or Deepak Chopra, they ask the audience what they want to hear, and then they tell them what they want to hear. And that is really important. And that's why what I've struggled with throughout the course of my career, delivering the universal laws to an audience, is such a struggle. 
Because what I'm saying to an audience, if I say to one person, you're the leader of this group, 500 people or 1,000 people in this audience, you're the leader of this thing. You know what I'm talking about when I say there's two sides to everything because you're the leader, you're the highest person in the group with consciousness. You have to know inside yourself and you have to become reconciled with the fact there's two sides. But you cannot say those two sides to the rest of the people in the audience. And now you're telling the people in the audience that they're being lied to by their boss because their boss is delivering a feature advantage benefit. And now the, the people in the audience are saying, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear my boss is being truthful because I need certainty delivered to me in the form of elation in order to uh, turn up at work every day and be motivated and committed to the job that I have. So this game we play with values, this game we play with getting people to do what we want, this game we play with with romance and marketing and yet on the other hand, subscribing to a principle says, thou shalt not lie, which is life. So isn't it ironic that the universe, that nature would put in our lives the concept that elation, which is a lie, elation, <clears throat> infatuation, which is a lie, is necessary and essential for fertility to preserve the future of humanity on this planet. I've helped many, many people who have been struggling to have children to become fertile. And the way I've helped them, I haven't been able to succeed with everyone, but many, many, many I have. And I could get their testimonials the, 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 that the work we did caused their, their pregnancy, caused their baby. And the way we did it was we eliminated column two out of the emotional shower and elated somebody elated a circumstance and in that time the body starts to produce all the hormones and the pheromones and all the things that cause fertility the little spermies go travel further and swim faster and the little eggies open up more when a person's infatuated it's typically what happens in the first honeymoon of a relationship and it's typically what goes away relatively quickly in a relationship but it's but it's very much a part of how you sustain romance in a relationship, and that is lying to your partner, which is quite ironic, isn't it? This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.